This is KJ and Lions. KJ Carson and John Lyons right now on WEEI. At that juncture, after they had come out of Germany, not because of the game in Germany and the loss to the Indianapolis Colts, but at that point, conversations I had indicated strongly that the Patriots were going to part ways with Bill at the end of the season, and a decision had been made. Has he done enough in the five weeks since to change it, or as ownership scrutinizes the situation, do they say, are we setting ourselves up to be a better team next year? Is this what's good for the football team? And that's a question that I think they certainly have to answer before they make the ultimate decision on Bill and actually follow through with it. So you can make a decision. You and I can both decide to you know, jump off a cliff. But if we both get to that cliff, I go, Russ, it's pretty hot. It's kind of windy. Do you want to come back tomorrow when it's less windy? <laughs> KJ and Lions, W-E-E-I. Good Saturday to you. We're going to play rookie weatherman here later. But, John, that's Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston, saying, look, yeah, I made these comments a few weeks ago about Germany, but now I'm going to come back to him after all this noise. And I say, John, this is really the start of something, I would say, diabolical from the writer's perspective. And I'll get into that in a second. How you doing? How you feeling about what is going to be probably the biggest subplot in Patriots history in, in, in the last 25 years? Tomorrow's game. Yeah, I would put it up there with that Tennessee Titans playoff game after the 2019 season in January of 2020 when there was a pretty strong feeling across New England that that was going to be Tom Brady's last game if they were to lose. The difference here is there's a strong feeling it could be Bill's last game, win or lose, because it's the end of the season. So that one had a little bit more suspense attached to it because it was the postseason. But honestly, KJ, I think you can look at tomorrow – is probably the most bittersweet game in the history of the Patriots franchise because there's going to be a lot of appreciation for everything that Belichick has done, but there's also going to be disappointment that this team is, you know, going into the game four and twelve and we're at where we're at. KJ line, six one seven, seven seven nine, seven ninety three seven, text line three seven ninety three seven. We're getting into the Patriots deep into the woods. Let's go to David in the car. David, thanks for hanging on. You're on the air. Hey, good evening, guys. Thank you for taking the call. Yeah. So, uh, on the whole Patriots thing, I think, you know, the way I look at it as a Patriots fan, season holder, and everything else is this. Um, we want to see changes. We want to see the, the team, the organization get better. Part of us want to see Belichick go. Part of us doesn't. Is it the right time for him to go? I don't think it is, and this is why I say that, Okay. We're not just missing. It's not just the last four years that we need to look at what happened and not doing well. The problem is you didn't have a quarterback. You don't have receivers. You don't have an O-line. You don't have other good coaches. And, and I think this is, the Patriots are not ready to move on from Belichick because there's nobody else out there who can come in who is going to take a team that's already established with good players, you know, uh, key players, you know, good receivers, you name it, all, all the positions and take them to the playoffs right away. So you're going to be rebuilding not only a team, you're going to be rebuilding coaches and organization from scratch. It's going to be years before we see anything decent. And, and Dave, I don't think us Patriots fans, I think we can handle that. David, thanks for the call. You know, John, David makes a great point. And in my hand, for some reason, it was almost like, you know, you're like, maybe I should bring my Bible to Sunday school today just in case there's a message to me. 
In my hand, I have my autographed copy of War Room from Michael Holly. And if you look very closely, it's a great book, by the way. KJ, comma, thanks for your consistent kindness and support, Michael Holly. It was an interesting exchange in the elevator at 20 Guest Street. Funny exchange as well. But I go to where the color inlets inlay starts. You remember that you, if, you, if you're not familiar with the book or you're familiar with the book, you get to page 122 and then come the color inlays. And the very first color inlay, and this goes to what David is saying, Mike writes, Michael writes, Bill Belichick had big ideas about turning the Browns into winners. He had an all-star cast on his coaching and personnel staffs, but when it came time to bring his scientific player evaluation system to the field, he wasn't surrounded by enough of the right players. Now, can we say that Bill Belichick is in the situation that he's in right now because of the failure of the quarterback of the last three years? Uh, not entirely, but Wait, yeah, that's it, a huge Wait, part it, of it. No, I no, that's, that's a huge part. Huge part of it. I mean, not entirely, though. And, and look, I appreciate the call from David as well, but it felt a little contradictory because he was saying you need to rebuild, you need to start over and rebuild the whole coaching staff and all the players. Well, that is the time when you would make a change at head coach. Like, that's how it works. So if you think you need to rebuild the entire operation, then that's probably when you would hire a new coach. If you think, like I do, that there is a playoff-caliber defense already and you just need to change who is bringing in and developing offensive personnel, then there's a stronger case to keep them around. But if you think they need an entire rebuild from front office to coaching staff to players in at least two or three, two phases of the game, if not all three, then why would you keep around the guy that put everything in place that got you to this point? So I think there it's interesting, KJ, because I do think there is a pretty big segment of Patriots fans that agree with David and that do not want Bill to be fired. And I think they've been kind of overshadowed by the very vocal people who want Bill gone. But I think like the people were saying that Zappy might not be as bad as Mac Jones. <laughs> like, I, I think, yeah, it's similar to that, I guess. But it's it's something where if you think they really need to tear everything down, then you wouldn't keep the guy here who built the house that you want to tear down. Right. If you think they're closer Right, if you think, hey, they they need to figure out off like offense and change things offensively, right. well, then okay, I think that's more of an argument to keep them around. But if you say they need to change everything, well, then that's that's when you would make a change. Yeah, I think the argument is more so gradual. I think everybody can get on board, right? If you've given like different choices, do you make immediate change, gradual change, no change at all? Right, I think the biggest number is going to be the gradual change, but the gradual change can't be over five years. I've been a person that says the, the, the Patriots had about a five-year window from when Tom walked out the door, and here we are a year away from that, and I'm still sticking to him that saying, look, after five years, if you're not happy with the results that you have, in year four, you're making the preparations to say, this is who we're targeting, this is going to be the person who calls the shots, we want to get more control over everything that starts from the personnel down to the coach, so we probably don't want to bring in a coach that's going to be making personnel decisions. Like, I don't think that's something you can say, all right, we're still on the fence about it here in week 18, and we still have the draft where we might have to start all over from scratch getting another quarterback. That's why I think there's still another year on Bill before he's gone versus this Monday morning thing. And I think that's a lot social media, John. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ and Lions. Still to come, the Patriots Led Zeppelin parody song for tomorrow's game. Let's go to Hank and Hanover. Hank, thank you so much for calling KJ and Lions. You're on the air. Brian in Providence, thank you so much for calling KJ and Lions. You're on the air. Hey, guys, how's it going? 
Excellent. Uh, I don't know what everybody's all surprised for. I mean, did you think it was going to last forever? 20, 20, 23 years of the most dominant football ever. I mean, and now it's going to end. I mean, the Yankees won World Series without Babe Ruth. You know, I mean, and Bill isn't tall and say all, and he's proven it since, since Brady's left. So yeah, I but football and free agency is different. Baseball, you couldn't get up and leave your team until the Kurt Flood, Kurt Flood case. But what I'm saying, 70s. what I mean though, what I mean though is that I'm using that as an analogy. The Yankees still won without the greatest baseball player at the time, and they still managed to win World, World Series. And I think the Patriots are going to do a little, you know, a little thing here. Maybe five and seven years, they're going to be crap for eight years, and then they'll get back to normal again. Brian, could you, take, could, you t- could you take could you take the Patriots potentially being bad for seven out of ten straight years? Out of, out of ten straight years, seven or eight bad years. Me, hey, it doesn't matter to me because I'm a Giants fan, dude. Oh, so. well, but, oh, thanks for the I'm call. Sorry, Say, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Brian might be the guy who puts the toilet paper on backwards even though the patent shows you that clearly the toilet paper comes forward. Right, John? I, I have no idea where you're going with that, KJ. You do you put your toilet paper coming frontwards or backwards up that you don't frontwards, but I, yeah. I don't I don't get I don't get he's the, a Giants fan yeah. calling about all this stuff yeah. he doesn't care like so he's I mean a his point salute. though about like and that's the thing and we're gonna talk more about this as the show goes on but I, there's a segment of people in New England who feel and, and some of them call themselves Patriots fans and they it seems like they're almost excited that this is ending now and that there's gonna be like to me Even that's 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 kind of gross like look I understand. And we've talked about this many times before. We'll talk about it again today. I think there is real justification for Bob Kraft to make a change if he wants to make a change. But I think if you're an actual Patriots fan or someone that appreciates football, you should be looking at this run with gratitude and not a firing with glee. And I think that's a, to me, like I said, there's a segment of people that are looking at this almost excited that they're going to get rid of Bill. And I just think that's pretty gross. I mean, after the run that was here for 24 years, that's never going to be duplicate. Like what happened the last 20 years is never going to happen again. I don't think in any sport. I don't think there's any sport. You're probably right. Probably not in any sport, but definitely not in the NFL. The pairing of the best coach and the best quarterback in the history of the sport. It's never going to happen again, and it should be appreciated. Now, if Kraft feels that he has justification to make a move, which, look, I think there is justification. Fine. Hmm. I, I will accept that. But I will look at it with appreciation on the way out instead of the people that are just excited and gleeful to, to get rid of him. KJ in line, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. John, I can't remember a time where the actual game is a triitiary thought. Let's go to Thomas in Western Mass. Thomas, thank you for calling KJ in Lions. Good Saturday to you. Yes, hello? Yes, you're on the air. So my view is, you know, Kraft and Belichick have always had the modus operandi of basically cutting players early, whether it be Brady or Welker. I mean, you go on down the line, there's like 10 or 20 players that they got rid of before it's probably they like were hundred, done. Actually. Yeah, there's, the, there's, yeah, a, there's so a field why full of them. Belichick deserve any different when he cut players early? That's my view. 
Thanks for the call. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's a fair point. Theory, it's, right? a, it's a fair point, though, right? Like, I mean, they cut guys a year earlier, traded guys a year early, and it was one of the things that made them successful for 20 years. Like, they deserve credit. They cut Lawyer Malloy so Rodney Harrison and Eugene Wilson can have a bigger role, and they won back-to-back Super Bowls doing it, right? Like, they let Wes Welker go so Julian Edelman could become a bigger part of the offense, and he won three Super Bowls, including a Super Bowl MVP. Like, those, those are just two examples and I know they didn't always work out. Sometimes well, they wish they had, you know, kept certain players. But like, I do understand the point. It is something they've done for twenty years and helped make them make them successful. So, John, outside of Tom Brady, right? All those players you mentioned are not the greatest of all time at what they do, right? So, but there you, were Hall of Famers in there that they let go. Great, early. but Belichick is the like, greatest coach of all time. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Sure. Right? So the Brady situation is always going to be discussed like the chicken and the egg. I get that. But anything below that, you really can't compare what you're going to do to Belichick versus what Belichick did to them, despite if it looks the same. I know it's not fair, but damn, life isn't fair. Look, we're up against the break. We've got tons of calls. we still got Jim, Mason, Steve, and Hank. He's back, so we'll get to your calls right after we get into trending. KJ and Lions, WEEI 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Let's trend with John Lyons. We're back to KJ and Lions on WEEI. Yeah. KJ and Lions, WEEI 617 779 7937. Text line 37937. We'll play amateur meteorologist later on in the show for the systems that's coming through tonight into tomorrow, maybe probably affecting tomorrow's game. Plus, we've got the Patriots parody to Led Zeppelin song. Uh, for those who believe in the tanking system, it could be in play tomorrow. We've got Steve and Jim in the hole, Mason on deck. Let's go to Hank and Hanover. Thank you so much for calling KJ and Lions. Shoot. Hello, Hank. You're on the air. Yeah, here, here's the question: is, is it Bill the GM or is it Bill the coach? Because when Bill the GM took over, he had Tom Brady. Now that he doesn't, and he's still the GM of everything, it it doesn't work as much. So it's not leave him alone. Bill was great. Let him go on his own way. Thank you, and move on, or keep him and keep him as cook, which isn't going to happen because he needs control. It's that simple. Thanks. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, thanks for your thanks for your call, Hank. And remember, twelve items or less in that aisle, please. <laughs> That's what I was like. Where is right, he? Right, I'm thinking he's yeah. bagging at least eight Where or ten he? items. You may you self checkout. Is Hank one of those guys that like the forecast said snow, so he has a cart full of bread? Exactly. Like you know what I mean? Like, That's sometimes I wonder about that. Like, all right, we're getting a snowstorm, so you're you buying enough bread it, for like the you, apocalypse. Right. You can't even toast it. Yeah. Like you, the, the the theory is that let's say your power goes out, you can make peanut butter and jelly because the jelly is still cold. If that's the way you do it, you could do cold cuts and so forth and everything. That's the whole idea behind buying up all the bread. People don't understand it. I I kind of figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, I think the obvious answer is that Bill the GM is completely a C student, right? A C student. I, I, and I think here's the thing. The Patriots have been at their best when they have had a really strong front office voice, Scott right? Pioli, yeah. Scott Pioli, the early Nick Casario, I think, was a stronger voice than maybe even the later Nick Casario because I think right. he almost got, and I don't know this firsthand, but it almost felt like he got a little too close to Bill and maybe didn't push back as much. But Scott Amen, Pioli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Scott Pioli, the early Casario, 2021 with Dave Ziegler, which has been their best offseason in the last five years. Like, when there's been another strong voice, that's when they've been at their best. Whereas 
when there's a vacuum there, whether it was the later Casario years or now with Matt Groh, you see a ton of misses. And I know we're going to get into the Herald story with Andrew Callahan and Doug Hyde, but the hiring of the assistant coaches, I think, is part of this too because these young players on offense are not being developed as well as they need to be developed or as well as they probably would be across most of the rest of the NFL. KJ in lines, W-E-E-I. Let's go to Mason in Maine. Mason, thank you so much for the call. We're talking Bill Belichick, Patriots. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for the call. Um, well, so first of all, I, I mean, he's still bringing in players like from an offensive standpoint. I know, believe me, I, I know that he's not the offensive coordinator. I understand that. But they're still doing it like they have the same types of players. Like, we got to move on. We look at these other teams. Look at uh, I can't stand Mahomes the way he plays. I because of the way I coach high school football, so it teaches these kids that they can just you know do no hand you know just a bunch of crap as a quarterback. And what's up but, with flapping the fingers? You know when you're waiting for it, like is that the play coming in or is that just you know, arthritis? What are we doing there? Go I ahead. don't know. I hate it. I tell my <laughs> players. I, I tell my players. I played quarterback in college too. I've yeah. never slapped. I've never done that. Never. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it it drives me nuts. I think it's crazy. But my point my point being is uh, th- there's no creativity whatsoever, uh, and it's all the same. It's all the same stuff. And as we saw, you if you roll you roll back, it is the same crap you saw 20 years ago with less talented players. Game was a yeah. lot slower yeah. then. Yeah, the difference is twenty years work. ago. Twenty years ago, they actually yeah. had a better offense too. And thanks for the call, Mason. Yeah. But, they had a better offense. Like, but yeah. the thing, KJ, is they had they had a better offense. But I think a huge part of why are they not more creative on offense? Because I think Mason brings up a good point. I think that's a real criticism. I think that has more to do with they don't have good enough players to be creative with. But also, those players aren't being developed. Like I think Bill O'Brien has a real beef with some of the assistant coaches there, unfortunately. <laughs> and Bill O'Brien is not innocent in this, but like I go back to, all right, the last time he was OC in New England when they had great players, they totally changed their offense in 2010, went to tight ends, and kind of led the NFL in that. Like They were leaders in the NFL creative-wise the last time he was here, so what's different, right? Like The difference is the coaching staff around him is different, and the players are not nearly as talented. But I think he deserves some blame for that. Like, they could be more creative than they are. I think that's a huge reason Bailey's happy through his first two interceptions against the Bills last week because it felt like Buffalo knew exactly what was coming. I wish there was a Ty Law Saturday, like a, just a bonus section for KJ Lines, because I would ask Ty Law, are we discounting that the NFL and its rulemaking committees have made the game a lot more favorable for offensive players, Right. When Belichick had the defense during those years, you can you could touch on the line. You could get physical with guys. Now defensing, it almost feels like defensive holding has been invented over the last seven to ten years. It was either pass interference, but it, it, you couldn't really, you can't even really jam guys at the line really unless it's specifically yeah. at a yard. It's, it's funny you say that because I was thinking this to myself last week. Because like if you look at like Stephon Gilmore and Ty Law. Both are Hall of Fame level corners who played right. in New England and won championships. They'd be penalized to both, death. Both played man coverage. 
a lot, but they played in a little bit of a different way. Like Ty Law was a lot more physical at the line right. of scrimmage and beat people up, whereas Gilmore, not to say he wasn't physical because he is a physical player, but he, I think, was even better at just tracking guys in their routes because, again, and I think part of that is the rules, right? There's yep. certain things Law could do that Gilmore can't, but also there were things that I'm sure Law is was better at than Gilmore. I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying the rules and the way they were set up. But the issue with that, KJ, the Patriots used to be ahead of everybody on that stuff. Like when offenses started well, to open, comes in, like right? the 07 Patriots were the first team to really open things up shotgun and spread-wise. 2010, they went to the two tight ends, and they were ahead of everyone else. 2018, down the stretch, they went power football, and it was something no one else was really expecting, and it helped them win a Super Bowl. And, of course, yes, folks, I know Tom Brady's second half against Mahomes helped too. So, so but John, that's, what, they used what, to be ahead of this stuff, and they're not right now. And so what are they most behind in? What, what position yeah, are they most behind it, it's in? It's a great question. I, I would the say right now. Yeah, but I also think like that, there their offensive there? line is massively behind. Their receivers are really behind. Like, yeah, of course, quarterback's the most important position. Half of the but NFL I also think, has offensive line issues. But I also think that if you just plopped a quarterback in here, whoever you like, and he's good, That's the offense mobile? would be better, no doubt about it. But they would still have problems. Like, there's serious issues on the offensive line, and there have been all year. They've lost games because of it. Receivers, outside of Kendrick Bourne before he got hurt, and Demario Douglas, nobody's getting open. Like, that's a huge problem that they have dealt with, not just all this year, but for long stretches of last year as well. So, like, the creativity piece, yeah, that's part of it. But you have so many failings personnel-wise, that's why you're last in the NFL in points per game. KJ and Lions got to let the people speak. 617-779-7937. Let's go to Steve in the car. Don't want to run up your weekend minutes, but Steve, thank you so much for calling KJ and Lions on WEEI. Hey, guys, great show. Um, are you guys of the thought that the game passed Bill by, you know, because I hear that often, you know, Bill can't coach anymore. I don't think Bill Belichick is lost when he sits in a meeting or opens up a playbook. I think they just make terrible choices on the personnel side. You know, Bill still has it. Bill's the greatest coach who's ever coached, you know, football. But I hear a lot of people saying, oh, he can't coach. The game passes, passed him by. It's a different era. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Thanks for the call. Look, I don't think the game has passed Belichick yeah, by because his, because the defense is still there. And this is what I've said. If you had Belichick out there whose defense couldn't stop anybody, then I would say, okay, here you have a head coach who can't get done what his team is supposed to do. If you need a reference, look at what happened with the Chargers. You had a defensive coach who had two, two of the, big, the biggest defensive stars in the league pretty much for the entire time you're there, and you were horrible at defense and you were ruining a star quarterback. So if Belichick had a defense rolling a defense out there that's giving up 35, 28, 32, then I say, you know what, the guy can't even manage defense, so why is he there when he can't even do the basic job that he's been always known to do? Yeah, and I love the caller's point about that it's just they made some bad choices. Because I think when people are like, oh, the game's passed him by, I think – to me, I like I don't want to call people lazy, but that kind of feels like a lazy narrative because like yeah. you said, the defense is still really good and offensively, like the thought process last year of we're gonna modernize our offense and go to that Shanahan McVeigh more of that. I actually that was a good idea. Now the problem was they made the horrible choice to have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge implement that change. But well, they, the thought provided better results. Right, but the thought of hey, we are going to modernize this and simplify it a little bit and play faster was something that was, I think, a smart thing and a good idea. They just made bad choices on how to moder- on who to have 
implement those changes. So, yeah, like, does, has the game passed him by? I don't think so at all. I think it Not, comes down to he's made some bad personnel choices and some bad coaching choices, and now when they make a mistake, they really can't overcome it because they don't have enough talent. What if when Patricia Judge is like, hey, we're going to simple it down for Mac Jones, and he, and he can't compute. Okay, we're going to bring in Bill O'Brien, a guy, he was a ship passing in the night as one was leaving Alabama and the other one was showing up, allegedly shared notes on their way out, in and out. Hasn't worked. In fact, it's been worse. So at what point is there player responsibility? Because when your quarterback goes bad, it rots down from the bottom. Let's go to Jim in the car. Jim, thanks so much for hanging out with KJ and Lions. You're on the air. Hello, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Thank you, Jim, for the call. Um, I have a couple, just a couple quick thoughts. One is I'm very curious, and maybe you guys will have insight that I don't have, is was were the Crafts instrumental in continuing to put Max Jones out there instead of Bailey Zappi, and Bill wanted to go with Zappi, and is that maybe one reason why they won't hold so much against him because they know deep down they were part of the decision to continue to go with Jones even though he was struggling as much as he was? Damn, Jim, that's a great question. Thanks for the call. Look, I think last year, yeah. John, uh, John, when – when Zappi got into the game, it was like as long as he didn't buck Belichick, did what he was asked to do, didn't go out of himself, it wouldn't necessarily pay off for him right away, but down the road. So those who, and this is before you got here, I had been saying on the air, don't be surprised that coming into this season that there wouldn't be some type of viewed competition between Zappi and Mac. And I think that's why Zappi got a lot of the preseason reps was because I think they wanted an extended look at him. People laughed and said, look, he was horrible during preseason. There would be some people that can go back and argue and say, hey, when Mac Jones lit up preseason his rookie year, he did it against third-string guys. So I think they were looking at him as a real option. I don't know for a fact, and I can't say that anybody would know for a fact, even that these guys who were probably trying to write a book, right? Because if, if I'm sitting here with... With, 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 with Holly's War Room, the legacy of Belichick and the art of building the perfect team, you don't think somebody's trying to <laughs> war destruction, the death of Belichick and the destruction of the perfect franchise. Someone's work trying to work on the book, and that's why you think I get, you get a lot of this noise. But I do think there was some acquiescing, uh, acquiescing on both sides. Yeah, look, I, I think what I think happened this year is – Early in training camp, and I, and I was there several times, and, and obviously, you know, the preseason games, Zappi was awful. And therefore, Mac, you know, had the job, and he won the job. And then I think as the season went on, like I so, said, let's not forget, Mac but Jones, Cam you could make Cam the Cam case. You could make the case. You could make the case. Mac Jones' best game was week one against the Eagles after that pick six. He played Cam really Newton well. Was, Cam and then was great in that preseason, though, was he not? What are you talking? That was three years ago. I'm talking about this year. No, Cam Newton was not good enough, and he missed a week because he had COVID, and Mac Jones took the job from him. Wait a minute. Let's not change the narrative. I'm not changing the narrative, KJ. I'm making the point why Bailey Zappi didn't start early. Zappi didn't start earlier because he sucked early in the year and in training camp, and he was not good enough. Had a good preseason and did not get the job. So in that same breath, if you have a bad preseason, it doesn't mean that you won't get the job. But he had a bad one and he didn't. That is a fact. Does right? he have the job? Not now? an opinion. Does fact. He have the job I'm now? explaining how he got there, KJ. So he was bad in the preseason, did not get the job, and then I think what happened was and the Herald article said this. He just kind of waited out Mac Jones. I don't think he went out and took the job, and I don't think it was the Kraft saying to the caller's question, you have to start Mac Jones, you have to stay with him. I don't think they went that far. And look, I think it's known in the building the Krafts like Mac Jones, of course, but 
I don't think they went that far. I think what happened was is Mac was just getting worse and worse, and Zappi wasn't necessarily taking the job from him, but he was just – it got to the point where Zapp, Mac was worse than Zappi. And then Zappi goes out there. Let's not forget, in his first start, they got shut out. But then he goes to Pittsburgh, and they actually win, and the offense looks great in the first half. And you're like, okay, well, we're just going to stick with him the rest of the year. But I, I don't think it was Kraft saying, you have to start Mac Jones – I think it was Zappy to the Herald article's point as well, waited out Mac Jones and got to a point where Mac was so bad, you just could not have him out there anymore. KJ Lines, W-E-E-I. Let's go to Dan. Thinks he's glad that Bill is going. Dan, go ahead, explain. Yeah, I I guess I want to have my cake and eat it and t- eat it too in the simplest terms. But, yeah, I, I'd be driving the, him the bus to the airport or the ferry boat to Nantucket, whatever in this case. I appreciate everything he did, okay, but I am sick of him. I, I'm I'm done. I've seen enough. I don't want I don't want anything to do with Bill Belichick anymore. It's been I'm going to say it's already got the five year window. KJ, why? Because that Tom Brady team was terrible, just like the rest of them have been. The only reason they were twelve and four was because they had Tom Brady still. There's a reason that he said I can't win with this bleep. I think the five year window is already done. And I, I'm just ready. I want to have something that's new, organically built, and has nothing to do with the last 20 years. I just want to have, like, we all, you guys old enough to live through the 1990, 1991 when Bill Parcells came in? You yes, were I remember. Around, right? I, I remember. Just the feeling of that type of team, like that type of organization. I don't want to do any more. Let's spend a lot and get back to 9 and 8 or – 10 and 7. I don't want that anymore. I want to be like the Texans. I want to be like the Bengals were before they got Joe, Joe Burrow. I want to build this and find the guy and like have a whole new look on everything. I, I, but I still appreciate Bill Belichick for what he did. I'm just done with it. Why can't it be that simple? I don't want to cling on to anything anymore. Dan, it, thanks. Does that make me a bad guy? No, you know? it just, it just no you're you calling Dan, the KJ and Lions show. You're a great guy. Yeah, Come let's on. go to Tony and Bridgewater. Tony, thank you so much for calling KJ and Lions. Good Saturday to you. I, I, I got to tell you something. That that guy typifies a, a lot of what people feel. Let me ask you a question real quick, right? Do you think Harbaugh's a good coach? Oh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh's yeah. a great coach. Both of them. I, I think yeah. they both are. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wait a minute now. 2015, he was 5-11, and 11, then 8-8, 9-7. and, eight, nine and seven. It's, a, it's unbelievable that all of a sudden – he gets a quarterback, and now he's a genius again. The only mistake the Patriots have made is getting that dud for a quarterback. That was a bad pick. That was Kraft's pick, and that's what's killed them. You need a quarterback, and, and that's all they need. Belichick Tony. still has it. His defense shows it. These, these defenses for the Baltimore Ravens, if you go back and look, 16-17 when they were 500. It's the same as now. Points allowed, differential, everything. You got a quarterback and you got a team. Tony, thanks for the call. Like I, I'm with him there, right? Why does not? Why if you get a quarterback that's mobile and ad, adaptable to today's game? Because let's like you've heard me joke about it, John. It's a bunch of 1775 redcoats walking up and down <laughs> yeah. the hills of Waltham, and and if you get something that moves the pocket, s- extends the play. 
Maybe can scoot and get you five or seven yards unexpectedly. That's something you would have to expect and look for down the road. That's the only reason why Zappi looks a little bit better than Mac is because he's extending the play. It's not like we've got this great quarterback that replaced the place the bad one. It's pretty much like taking uh, batteries from the remote that you use sometimes to replace the remote that you use all the time, right? It's still a drained battery that you're putting in there. Yeah, for but, me, that's the Xbox controller. There but, you yeah, go. Yeah, right, no, exactly. trust me. I, I have one Xbox controller on my coffee table that will yeah. not turn on right now yeah. and one that has two new batteries all of a sudden. Honey, you really so, don't use this mixer that much. Yeah, Let me get no, these batteries no, out no of way. here. No, actually. Yeah, so so the, do you think that, so uh, to Tony's point, is it just the quarterback away and then maybe two years with Belichick to help get this quarterback up to speed because it is the centrifuge of all of this is that there was a bad quarterback that just continued to regress. We can say it was the coaching, but tell me that coaching doesn't say if you're throwing off your back foot at this level a couple of years in, it ain't my coaching, brother. It's your talent. I, I do. I, first of all, I agree that like the bad quarterback play is is probably the biggest reason why this season went sideways. But I think to your other point, it's more like the reason the quarterback position has been bad is not solely because of Mac Jones. And I think Belichick deserves some real blame there, whether it was he didn't bring good enough offensive linemen in, didn't bring good enough receivers in, didn't bring good enough assistant coaches in to coach those guys. And he had coordinators running the offense last year that shouldn't have. And of course, this year, I know they brought in O'Brien, which I liked at the time. I still think Bill O'Brien can coach. It doesn't really. It was better than anything that was on the table. (laughs) So, but I I, look, yeah, I think the, the failing at the quarterback position is the biggest reason why they were, why they are here. However, it's not only just because the quarterback showed up and played bad. I think there's elements of Belichick and of supporting cast players that go into why that got worse. And I think that's why it got worse, progressively worse and worse and worse over the last three years. KJ and Lions, WEEI 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Next, we'll read some of your text messages, get to those plus the Led Zeppelin parody regarding tomorrow's game. For those who believe that a tank is in play, I might not be against your thoughts. That's next here on WEEI. Good Saturday. KJ and Lions on WEEI. It's coming to snow tonight. KJ and Lions, WEEI, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. We'll get to your text messages here in 30 seconds, and we'll also get to Paul here shortly. But, John, here's what's funny about, I guess, the weather thing. that If there is going to be a guaranteed purple band, you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. going to hit Norwood right along through Walpole and right at Foxborough. Like it's that like that's the purple band area and then like up in Haverhill they always get it too. Like Yeah, KJ, all- that's mother nature crying that it might be Bill's last day. Or it could be like, you know, like uh <laughs> Maybe you got a lot of area where we can get some kind of like breath of air because you know there are a lot of trees when you start heading towards like Millis. Oh yeah, and you start heading forty four ninety five. Like oh my gosh, like you're asking for like a bunch of snow to be dumped there. But like once you get towards like Logan and everything, like everybody's shoveling and there's a bunch of people there in heat, and that's where you get to like you know the the climate change stuff because of heat. Look, I've lived in the Midwest and I've seen tornadoes make a left just because there were no longer a bunch of woods and sticks to go after. Like you got some warm bodies there. All right, let's go to Paul in Florida, speaking of weather. Paul, thank you so much for calling us from much warmer climates to be on KJ and Lions. Your thoughts on Belichick and Kraft? Well, 
Um, thanks, guys, for answering my call, and uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Um, you. My feeling is don't have to look very hard to see what the real problem was. Kraft never let him pay for anything. I mean, who in their right mind who's won six world championships goes and hires a guy who has no idea what he's doing on offense? Nobody. It's, it's the fact that he was free. And he was in the organization, and it was one of Kraft's uh, buddies. I mean, Belichick's taking the heat for this, but I can't even imagine that he would he would even put himself in that situation. I mean, that's just suicide. Paul, thank you for your long distance call. Make sure your carrier knows that you've called a great a great show, made for TV, really. Yeah, John, they should John, put us on TV. Yeah, well, yeah, I probably need to get rid of this face for radio first. And, yeah, me and too. Yeah, well, yeah. John, you're a lot more handsome. Yeah. You know, we would have been great Pause. on TV during COVID because we could have worn masks and it would have been okay. <laughs> you know, look, here's a few issues with the with the caller. And first of all, you know, thank you for the call. Here's the thing in the issue with that. If you want to say Robert Kraft is, is cheap, and that's part of the problem, Bill Belichick is the highest paid head coach in the NFL. When Josh McDaniels was here, he was, I think, the highest paid or one of the highest paid offensive coordinators in the NFL. You better believe Bill O'Brien and Adrian Clem have been highly paid this year since they came over. And let's not forget, it was only, what, two or no three years ago at this time when they committed a quarter of a billion dollars in free agency. So to say that they won't. Yeah, so like to say that they won't. Spend like look. Maybe have, have there been times where Kraft said, "Oh, I don't want to do that." Maybe, but whenever they are spending questions with the Patriots, uh, I that's something I always put on Bill for good or bad. Right? There's been great contracts that they've signed over the year. Look at the extension they got for Devin McCourty and Dante Hightower, Julian Edelman, or bringing Darrell Rivas over. Like great, the Stephon Gilmore signing. Like they were awesome signings. But I give Bill the credit for those. I also give him the blame for hiring his buddy, Matt Patricia, who, yeah, he was free, but that was more because it was his buddy and Bill thought he could do the job, right? Philadelphia's feeling it. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, they are feeling it now. Uh, But to me, that's why when it comes to the spending, and I'm not saying, like, I think Kraft did push to keep McDaniels here after, you know, McDaniels was going to leave to go to the Colts, and Kraft did pay him well, but he wouldn't have done that if Bill didn't want McDaniels back. So, I, I look, to say that Kraft won't spend, I don't, I just don't think that's fair to Kraft. All right, two minutes away from the Led Zeppelin Patriots parody for tomorrow's game against the Jets. Uh, Nico, what do you got on the text line? 37937, shoot. All right, so our first texter here says, everybody's sick of Belichick because they're sick of his attitude and his priority complex. Oh, wow. I bet you you were celebrating Belichick when everything was great. Oh, it's great. He doesn't give the media anything. I know, I was. He's, he's been that way since Cleveland. It says I was actually... right here in the book War Room by Michael Holly. Michael, I'm going to... He probably sent me back a text. I just, I just got a thousand more sales on the book. Yeah. I, it's not. It's a great. I actually own that book. It's an awesome book. But does it have? A, but does it have his? No, and I didn't know the, Steph Curry as a kid either. So I'm, I'm that, a little that's, behind that's a you, whole KJ. Show. Uh, you know, I'm a little behind. Holly and you, KJ. I were in the elevator when the station was over at Twenty Guest Street, and I was doing mornings at the R&B station. And I was like, I love your work, Mike. We we're just talking, you know, Michael, everything like that. And then I looked at him. I was like. Hey, what about this couple of the books? He's just like, brother, I gotta feed people. I was like, okay, I'll buy the books and then he autographed them. So I have the Big Poppy book as well, and that is signed to the Big Poppy of R and B in Boston. That's what he signed. So I got two of them. So it's actually kind of funny today when I was getting ready for the show. I just Googled because I was going to tweet a picture of Belichick with my show tweet. 
and I just Googled, like, Bill Belichick Super Bowl, and I went through the images, and I'm looking, and there was one from February 4th, 2002, connected to a Michael Hawley article that said, like, uh, disdained Belichick is now celebrated or something like that. So He, pr- he yeah. probably texted me back, because I usually text Mike maybe t- Michael twice a year just to say hello and then, like, Happy New Year. So maybe this is... I'm going to come in studio. I got an open chair. All right, one more text, Nico, and then we'll get to the parody. Okay, how can you fire fire a legend with six Super Bowls? Jerry Jones moved on from Jimmy Johnson when he won back-to-back Super Bowls. It's over. Yeah, but again, it's it's not historic. What the Cowboys did is not historical, right? Like, yeah, they also that, fired Tom Landry to bring Jimmy Johnson in. That's probably a better example. Well, no, no disrespect because, to the texter. Well, that be that was change of ownership, so we don't have change of ownership here, yeah. right? And but the and, legend status is and what winning I'm and winning six Super Bowls and and being a dominant force for twenty years had not been seen. The closest might have been the 49ers from the mid eighties to the to once the Cowboys stepped in there, right? Yeah. So I think the 49ers yeah. last Super Bowl was ninety four season. So yeah, yeah they had like a fourteen year run. To, yeah, where they won right. four. Right, so so this is something you'd never seen before. I'm the, I'm just one of those people who says, what's one more year of Belichick being here? Like, like if if he's gone tomorrow, if he's gone after tomorrow, you don't think there's not going to be at least a couple of years of even like could it be more devastating than say a five and twelve season? Do you want to see like five and twelve and then five and twelve again and then maybe like eight and nine after that? You know, you'll be screaming, you'll be like those people in Egypt. You know what? Why don't we just go back to Pharaoh? This whole temple thing, we're not really trying to build. We're not ready for it. Like, do you want to escape or do you want to escape? And the thing is, give Belichick another year, see what he could do with maybe a better mobile quarterback, take away those. Look, you know what? Let's save this good stuff for the next hour, John, right? Yeah. Let me set up the parody here. So, John, we've both been of the the thought processes of that. Like, we don't believe that NFL teams tank actively right like there's no way injury risks so forth like that people are playing for pride however what do you do when it's the last week there's no game next week there's no practice on tuesday and you know that maybe maybe you might just pull it off so i present tanking day hit it nico i don't really buy tanking for a whole season but for one game maybe and then Ron Rivera, you know, play Jacoby Brissett. Don't play Sam Howell. Jacoby will win you the game. Folks, tanking day is here. Tanking day is here, my friends. Yeah. As the Jets come into Foxborough. Get the lead out. Get the lead out. Lose tomorrow and keep your power. And draft position stays in tow. Dig it. I said it's all right. Chad Ryland shank right. Tanking day is the start, start, start. The pass need a QB. Please lay down for me. The one game tank is the start. The offense's play has been evidence that the old style is a no-go. Get it out of here! Patrick and Lamar are the precedent of how offense should go. Black dudes rock! Black dudes you rock! You know it's all right. Chad Ryland, Shank, right? Tanking day, let it start, start, start. Pats need a QB. Please lay down for me. Even Brissett plays a part. You dig? Come on, Commanders. We need you to pull it out. Don't play Sam Howell. Oh, it's been a horrible season. So... 
tank in day is here, my friends, as the Jets come into Foxborough. Plenty of snow, too? Lose tomorrow and keep your power. And your draft position stays in tow. I said it's all right. Chad Ryland Shank right. Tanking day is the start, start, start. The pass me the QB. Please lay down for me. The one game tank, it's the start. Tanking day is here. Chad Ryland, you have one job. It miss, miss at least three of them. I'm sorry, John. I'm killing your credibility as a journalist on this show. So, so KJ, how yeah. how long would you say it takes you to make? Like, how long did it take you to make that song? A chef never reveals. Well, the reason it's I asked, I didn't know if yeah. I could start putting in requests. I don't want to put too much work on your plate. Well, you know? the other part, because here's the thing. I did want to give those who believe that there is a tank in play. Like, can we do Shook Ones Part 2, but it's like Part 3? Well, I would need Bill two leaves, people, right? You know? right? Yeah. I, 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 well, I don't know if I want to do Shook Ones Part 2. I mean, that might be just too heavy for the demographic. Okay. And that's why you get the lead out, right? Because, look, not only have I been able to do Eminem or whether it's Ludacris or Led Zeppelin, this brother here is talented. 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 He is. But, give him a Marconi just for that. Yeah. They, well, there you go. And I will thank Do the they Academy. do Marconis for weekend shows? They should. I mean, I don't even treat this as a weekend show. I treat this like this is an everyday show. I'm rabbit in the mirror in 8 Mile. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> Speaking of Belichick, see, KJ's playing chess, not checkers. That's what it is. Thank you, thank you. In fact, Look, KJ's I, playing intergalactic chess, and everyone else is playing shoots and laughs. I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart. Look, we got to get to these Gerard Mayo response to all these comments, what this whole Vrabel thing is about. I mean, it's just so many subplots to just tomorrow's game. We went a whole hour and didn't even talk about game issues. That's how big this is. KJ and Lines, the final hour next here on WEEI. Good Saturday to you.